all the folks who led us in worship this morning. If you're visiting with us this morning or you haven't been around, been around the last few weeks, as I mentioned earlier, this is Dedication Sunday. It's our second annual. We had uh, a Dedication Sunday last year. And why have it every year, you might ask? Um, because it's a good thing to be dedicating ourselves to God on a, in a conscious way on a yearly basis as we look to our AGM next week um, and as we have embarked on a new year. It's good for us to stop and to step back and to... Um, to prayerfully consider how God is calling us to serve him in this place. And so um, hopefully you received over the last couple of weeks um, in your mail slot here at the church or by snail mail this week, um, if you didn't pick it up, the Dedication Sunday form and encourage you to do that. If you don't have a copy, you're certainly welcome to grab extras at the Welcome Center following the service. Um, It's a way for you to prayerfully consider how you are involved here and uh, how God wants you to be involved, either in a, in, as a participant or maybe even in a, in a place of leadership. And so we come this Sunday, um, later in the service, we will be presenting our, our forms, but not just presenting our forms, we will be dedicating ourselves uh, to God for this upcoming year. As we do that, we want to take a moment to hear God's word. And this morning, the scripture reading is from Revelation chapter 2, which is on page 867 in the Pew Bible. I encourage you to turn there. Revelation chapter 2, and we're going to read the first seven verses. On this dedication Sunday, let's hear God's word. To the angel of the church in Ephesus, write, These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked men, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not, and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name, and you have not grown weary. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. Remember the height from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. But you have this in your favor. You hate the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. This is God's word to us this morning. Thanks be to God.
Lord God, we have sung this morning, and it says in your word that you and you alone are worthy to sit on the throne. You are the enthroned one. And it's from that enthroned place that you spoke the words of revelation that we have read this morning. And we pray that you would speak through those words to us here today. In the unique way we will hear your word this morning, Lord, my prayer is that we would hear a fresh word from you. By your spirit, we pray that you'd speak in Christ's name. Amen. To the church in Coquitlam, to the dear saints at Coquitlam Presbyterian Church, you are my beloved, each and every one of you. Do you know that? Every one of you, precious in my sight. The scriptures tell you that I am with you, that I am mighty to save you, that I take great delight in you, that I quiet you with my love, and that I rejoice over you with singing. That's right. I rejoice over you with singing. You, each of you, bring a smile to my face. You're my treasured possession, each of you. Each of you is within my embrace, my hug. And you, not just as individuals, but also as a collective body of followers, you together as a people are also my joy and my treasure. You are also within, within my embrace, my divine hug. Every time you gather together in my name, whether it's in a life group or in kids' choir or in youth group or as Romeos or as divas or at choir practice, praise team practice or at UGM or at Mountain View School or in meetings, no matter how mundane they seem, whether in hospital rooms or living rooms or in this sanctuary room, I am with you, present by my spirit in your midst. Listening, speaking, hearing, encouraging, convicting, rejoicing, laughing. The life and witness and worship and ministry of Coquitlam Presbyterian Church thrills me. You need to know that. I am present in your lives, and I am present in this community of Coquitlam. My heart is for you and for the people of this community. I want you to know that each of you carries the word beloved over you, as in, you are my beloved. But each of you also carries another word over you, purpose. As in, you each have a purpose. I made each of you, my beloveds, on purpose, for a purpose, a grand purpose, a specific purpose. And as you made your decision to follow me, I began the process of whispering my purposes for you. 
Now I know sometimes you don't hear or don't want to hear my purpose for you, what I am calling you to do. But you need to know I am patient with you. I am in this for the long haul, for eternity, in fact. My ultimate purpose for each of you is that you would be conformed more and more in the image of my son Jesus to reflect his glory in your life and through your life. And that goes for you as a fellowship of followers as well. I long for my glory to be on display in and through your life together here, in the way you treat one another, in the way you serve one another, and in the way you serve me through serving each other. My beloved, I have a grand purpose for each of you and for all of you. And I am dedicated to seeing you fulfill the grand purpose I have for you. Dedicated. I like that word. It's one of the best words that describes my relationship with you. I am dedicated to you. Fully. Unreservedly. Joyfully. Daily. Eternally. Do you hear me? I am dedicated to you. No matter what you do or don't do, no matter what others think of you or say about you, no matter what you think of you, no matter your successes or failures, no matter what, I am dedicated to you. That's what it means for me to be your Heavenly Father, dedicated to you, period. And my call upon each of you is simple. I call you to be dedicated to me. Fully, unreservedly, joyfully, daily, eternally. I call you to offer yourselves to me. I call you to offer yourselves to me as a living sacrifice. I consider that a sacrifice of worship. All of you, every part of you, Every area of your life given to me, dedicated fully to me. This is Dedication Sunday, and I am present here. I love the concept of Dedication Sunday, but not as a church event. No, to me, events and programs in church are only useful to the extent they serve my grand purposes. Events and programs rightly understood are means to my ends. Events and programs are not my focus. My focus, my passion, rather, is on the spirit, on the intent, on the heart behind church events and programs. And the spirit, the heart, the intent behind Dedication Sunday is, well... Dedication, dedication to me, taking time to commit yourselves to me for the upcoming year. This Sunday is about setting aside time to dedicate yourselves to me through serving others. The best way you can dedicate yourselves to me is to dedicate yourselves to one another, to serve one another in brotherly and sisterly love. That's what this Sunday is all about, dedicating yourselves to me through dedicating yourselves in service 
to one another. And I see you doing that here in this fellowship. I see and I hear how many of you are dedicated in so many ways. So many of you are serving in so many ways. Some of you serve in very public capacities. Some of you serve behind the scenes. But no matter, I see. I see and I know your deeds. I see and I know the hard work that many of you do for one another and ultimately for me. Some of you work tirelessly. Some of you have worked hard and long in many ministries in and through this congregation for many years. I see and I know your deeds, your hard work and your perseverance. And you are to be commended. And this congregation is to be commended. There's a great history here, nearing 50 years. A history of dedication and commitment to worship, strong teaching, and service. This congregation is to be commended for its witness and its service, its dedication. Indeed, many of you, as individuals and you as a congregation, have not grown weary in doing good. You have persevered. You have dedicated yourselves to me and to one another. But on this Dedication Sunday, I want to address something with you. As I speak this word to you, remember your location as my dear children. You are located firmly within my embrace. You are deep within my hug. But within my hug, I want to address an issue with you. Within the hug, here's the thing. There is a danger. There is a danger in serving that can lead to a significant deficiency in your dedication to me, a deficiency in your relationship with me. For most, the danger is not with what you are doing out of dedication to me and in service of others. The danger, the thing, is in how you are dedicated to me. My children, you need to hear my warning. It is possible to dedicate yourselves to me in service. It is possible to dedicate yourselves to me in serving others through the various ministry opportunities in this place. It is possible to be diligent servants and dedicated followers of Jesus, doing all the right things, speaking all the right words, giving yourselves fully to kingdom work. It's possible to do all of these things and yet still miss the mark, still miss the most important thing. And this is what I hold against some of you. You dedicate yourselves to me, but somehow, some way, in dedicating yourselves to me, you have missed me. Somehow, some way, some of you dedicate yourselves to me in service of others and yet are cold toward me. You serve me well, but you love me little. Here's the thing. You have forsaken first love, love for me. In your actions for me, you have forsaken your affections for me. Your passion to serve has eclipsed your passion for me. 
My prophet Isaiah put it this way. These people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Within my hug, hear my words. Some of you honor me with your actions, but your hearts remain distant toward me. You have forsaken first love passion for me, all the while still serving me and others. On this dedication Sunday, I call you to repent. It may be the case that some of you need to repent of your lack of dedication to me. It may be some who hear this letter this morning need to come before me and confess that they have abandoned their calling, that they have willfully taken a pass on how I have called them to serve in and through this congregation. On this dedication Sunday, some will need to confess that apathy, distraction, laziness, or fear has kept them from serving how I have called them to serve. But for some of you, your confession and your repentance on this dedication Sunday will come from another angle altogether. My children, my treasured possessions, some of you need to confess that you have lost your first love passion for me. Your service of me, although sincere, has become cold and mechanical. Your work, you work hard for me in dedicated service of the church and of others, But if you are honest with yourself, your motive for serving is something other than sheer love for me. You have forsaken your first love passion of me. In love, I say to you, repent, turn around. On this dedication Sunday, I declare to you, there is a better way. My desire all along has been that my people would dedicate themselves to me and to serving others as a result of a deep and abiding love for me burning within them. My desire all along has been that you would catch an ever-increasing and ever-clearer picture of my passionate love for you. That is why I began this letter calling you my beloved, because that is what you are. You are my beloved, my treasured possessions. I love you deeply, eternally, and passionately. And my desire all along has been that my passionate love for you would lead you to love me back in the same way, with ever-increasing passion. My desire all along, my plan, my grand purpose for each of you is that you would find full and complete satisfaction in me and in me alone. My deepest longing is that I would be your first love. And my intent all along has been that your service of others would flow out of your first love passion for me. That's the way I planned things to work in the kingdom of God. Dedication to serving me by serving others is to be the natural outflow of a heart that beats passionately for me. That's what I was trying to get across to my disciple Peter, dear impulsive Peter, when I first asked him if he loved me, and then told him to go feed my sheep. I want you to hear the same thing I wanted Peter to hear. Let your service of me be rocket-fueled by your first love passion for me. Fresh, vibrant, growing, maturing love and passion for me 
is critical to this fellowship. First love passion is a vital sign. Its mere presence is an indicator of spiritual health and vitality. First love passion for me is not something you can just decide to have. So humble yourself. Ask me for it. Go ahead. Ask me to restore a first love passion for me within you. I am your heavenly father who loves you and I give generously to those who ask. So go ahead. Ask me to give you a growing passion and love for me. Then position yourself before me regularly. Make a habit of regularly allowing the words I have given you in the pages of Scripture to soak into your being. Take time to speak and to listen to me in prayer. Intentionally focus yourself seven days a week on worshiping me. Come into this place on Sundays expectant, ready, hungry, and thirsty. Through these times together, you will be positioned for my spirit to shape and form first love passion for me within you. And oh, by the way, mark my words, when first love passion begins to be restored here and takes fuller root here, look out. You won't believe your eyes or your ears. But when first love passion for me is restored in my people, they are not only positioned to serve one another more powerfully, they are willing to step up and take grand risks for me. And when risks are taken for the sake of the kingdom of God, I'm telling you, people are positioned to see my spirit do powerful things in your midst. And so, my children, on this dedication Sunday, hear me. I want you more than I want your dedication Sunday form. I want your heart more than I want your hands or your feet. I want to be your first love, not just an object of your good-willed service. My dear children, on this Sunday when you come forward to visually dedicate yourselves in service of me, I call you to humble yourselves in this act of worship. Come to me. Give yourselves fully to me. In the act of dedicating yourselves for service and involvement in this upcoming year here at CPC, I call upon you to also declare your desire to yield to my spirit and allow him to birth within you first love passion for me once again, or maybe even for the first time. As you dedicate your hands and your feet to me in service this morning, I call on you to dedicate your hearts to me first. This is to be the year of first love passion at Coquitlam Presbyterian Church. In coming forward this morning, declare not just dedication to serve me, but let your coming forward this morning also be a bold declaration of your desire to see first love passion for me be rekindled in this fellowship. And then get ready. Watch me move powerfully in your life and in the life of this congregation. My dear children, as always, you are my beloved. There is nothing you could ever do to make, you, to make me love you less. And there is nothing you could ever do to make me love you more. My grace and my peace be yours in overflowing abundance.
all my love, your heavenly Father. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for your words in Scripture to the church in Ephesus, and we thank you for your words to us this morning. God, on this dedication Sunday, myself included, we want to come before you, and in light of what we've heard, we want to confess our sin to you and repent and turn. If we have ignored your call to serve, we want to ask for your forgiveness. Where we have allowed service of you to replace and to eclipse first love passion for you, God, we want to repent. We want to confess that sin. And we want to pray that you'd forgive us. Hear our prayer, O God. And God, on this dedication Sunday, we're grateful for your grace. We're grateful that it is not up to us. We are grateful that there's nothing we can do to make you love us more and nothing that we can do to make you love us less. Thank you that your grace is sufficient and your power is made perfect in our weakness and even in our failure as we confess to you. And so, God, I thank you that as we come to dedicate ourselves before you this morning, that your love is powerful. And that you can continue to change and transform us as we surrender ourselves to you as individuals and as a congregation. And so as we go through this act of dedicating ourselves to you, God, would you change our hearts? As we dedicate our hands and our feet, God, we give you our hearts. Change our hearts, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. On the surface, these are just pieces of paper, whether uh, the adults have handed them in or uh, kids' church or sunbeams, whether you've handed them in. They're just pieces of paper that eventually we will recycle. But more importantly this morning, it's what they represent. Because as we've heard this morning, um, as we've come forward, these represent our dedicating ourselves to God, body, soul, and spirit. They represent us not just dedicating our hands and our feet, but more importantly, they dedicate our desire to give our hearts to God in first love passion. And so it's for that symbol that I hold them up this morning. Let's pray. God, young and old, we have gathered here, some of us with a deeper understanding of what we are doing but God, all of us gathered as your people in your presence. And God, we have heard your word and we have worshipped you and we have come forward. And in doing so, we have declared our intent to serve you in this place and through this place, in these ways in the upcoming year. We have declared our desire to give our hands and our feet to you, to give our days to you in service of one another in this place. And God, we've also declared that we give our hearts to you and our desire to increasingly see first love passion be the motive that moves us forward in service. And so, God, I would hold these representations up to you. 
And we dedicate ourselves in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit in service of you this year. Take our hands and our feet, Lord Jesus. But most important, capture our hearts. We dedicate them all to you. In Jesus' name, we declare our desire to serve you today and this year. Amen. Let's close our service with this great... And I want to say to the kids, thank you so much for being here this morning to finish off our service. And you have done an excellent job. Thank you so much for coming in and for being a part of things here with us today. And just before I pronounce the benediction, Megan, how do you want to do this logistically? Do you want them to be dismissed first? They can stay. Parents, you can come claim your kid or kids um, at the front here following the service. That would be wonderful. As we close our service this morning, as we've dedicated ourselves, listen to these words. Listen to these words. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace. Have a great week.